Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we watched a film called Spencer Confidential. And aside, briefly... On July 15th, 2015, director Peter Berg criticized ESPN's decision to honor Caitlyn Jenner with the Arthur Ashe Courage Award (laughs) with an Instagram post in which he shared a Facebook photo of Army veteran Gregory D. Gadsden, a double amputee who played a role in Berg's Battleship film, alongside one of Jenner. It said, one man traded two legs for the freedom of the other to trade two balls for two boobs. Guess which man made the cover of Vanity Fair was praised for his courage by President Obama and is to be honored with the Arthur Ashe Courage Award by ESPN. Along with the shared post, Berg commented, Yup. Berg receives... <laughs> <laughs> Almost as fraudulent as of an award as Geno's. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. Uh, Berg received both praise and condemnation for the post. He later said he had the utmost respect for Jenner and other individuals with serious mental illness, but released another photo with statistics. Is that why he likes Boston movies so much? (laughs) He then uh, released another photo with statistics on veteran suicides. (laughs) Oh my god. That's from Wikipedia, man. (laughs) This I've is the director a movie made by a concern posting troll before. It's incredible. <laughs> Actually, we've watched several. I know. Yeah, <laughs> this year. Uh, li- right. uh, listen, somebody might be listening to us for the first time right now, and they might think that we do not appreciate Peter Berg's work. So, uh, I need to set the record straight. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it was Look, a weird love thing. Or hate him, agree with his views or not, you can't argue with. <laughs> He's not a double agent. Yeah. He's a a triple agent. Caitlyn Jenner is a triple agent. (laughs) Okay. Stupid piece of shit. Wheeling out that double amputee and going, you know, this guy actually had three legs. Uh, Parker, I just, uh, we have a- I just know that earlier today you were looking for this movie and you typed it and you're like, what the fuck? And then you went to Google and found out how Spencer was spelled. Exactly, that actually, not yeah. Doing it. You <laughs> just <laughs> shut your laptop furiously. I, I As I was telling Chris before like, we started. You know? uh, look, it's his last name. It's oh, that allowed okay. to be spelled stupid, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. want me to put an O and an apostrophe in the front, you stupid dick? <laughs> Spencer O'Houlihan, confidential. <laughs> All right, Parker, do we have any news? Well, it's uh, it's October, or for those of you listening at home, it's almost Thanksgiving, hey. which means it's my favorite yearly tradition. Random journalists asking John Carpenter what he thinks about horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> this one has a little added twist because he's promoting that fucking suburban scream show that is absolute trash and wonderful. Uh, so let me see here. Uh, so someone asked about it. He said, I made a little series. If you don't like it, 
fuck off. If you do like it, I like you. There you go. So that's his promotion for his new show, the first thing he's directed in years. And uh, the follow-up was they asked him, Hey, is there one project from your career you really want to talk about? And he said, Nah, I don't care. I'd rather talk about basketball. <laughs> he, so. Yeah, I read that quote. Apparently he said, Look, the only two things I like are watching basketball and playing video games. <laughs> I, Every year this happens. <laughs> I love that he roots for multiple basketball teams, too. It's so oh, that cool. is so good, dude. Yeah, he has, he has separate... I think he likes every single team in He's, uh, California. His his big ones are the Bucks and the Warriors. You figure it out. I... <laughs> you have to pick one team. Sir, I made Halloween. I don't give a fucking thing. Like, I bet. Oh, you made Halloween? Go 2-0 when, every day. What's your favorite iteration of Michael Myers? <laughs> there was another clip. Like, some little kid at a convention asking him. He's like... Yeah, I don't care about any of them. I only made the first one. <laughs> Kid's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. I'm reminded of like a decade ago, Giant Bomb reached out like, hey, will you submit a game of the year list? And then he did. And it turns out that man loves Assassin's Creed games. He plays them every <laughs> year. You can't even like get mad at him. It's like, oh, he likes those shitty games. He's having a good time. That's where I can say for anyone on this show. He's getting high Hot on his right. mind and playing 100-hour games and watching basketball and going to sleep. Meanwhile, we're over here, like, mad online, watching Peter Berg movies. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. We have it halfway there. Yeah, yeah. We, we all need to get like him. We should all aspire to be him. All right. Uh... Can we keep the Peter Berg part, though? Oh, absolutely. Well, right, yeah, I mean, that's... Hey, you're, like, the greatest living filmmaker. Do you want to talk about it? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good press tour for your new show. Again, the first thing you've directed in like 15 years. Do you want to talk about it? If you don't like it, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, John. You know, when he finally dies and we write something on terribleblog.net about it, should we just lead with the video games? <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. Known for Halloween and Ghosts of Mars. So he really <laughs> loves playing 2K. <laughs> Loved. See, these interviews should ask him, like, hey, how do you feel about, like, the 2K story mode? Did you like that Spike Lee one? And just let him go off for, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, oh, <laughs> like when somebody <laughs> asks Belichick about punters from the 50s. Instead, they're like, oh, do you like the Rob Zombie movies? He's never seen them. He doesn't care. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he made, like, $2,500 off that. <laughs> Mr. Giving... Belichick, do you think Joe Flacco's elite? <laughs> He's been giving the same answers for 20 years. Just ask him about 2K, please. He'd be Seriously. so happy. All right. Um, this, man. <laughs> in that case, uh, I guess we can get into Jerks of the Week. I'll let you guys go first so I can think of one. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. My Jerk of the Week is literally every person on Twitter who's mad that theaters are giving Killers of the Flower Moon an intermission. Fuck yourselves. I don't care about the artist vision. That movie's four hours. You can suck my dick from the back. This is a new development. I would have seen it over the weekend had I known that. Yeah, I, I saw there was a time of like, I don't, I don't want to get up. I'm not doing. There it. was someone like that that was like, uh, there's going to be an eight minute intermission uh, halfway through the movie, and so it was like, I'm actually offended on Martin Scorsese's part. I'm like, all right, oh, God, wait till it comes cares. out on streaming or see it elsewhere. Fucking come on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's an Apple movie. It'll be online in like two weeks. It's fine. Yeah, calm down, nerd. When everybody will be able to take whatever intermissions they want. So. Yeah. Like, all right, I uh, all right, my jerk of the week is myself. I uh, I went out on a, on a date on uh, a Monday. Ew, with, gross. 
it gets worse. Uh, Could have been watching movies instead. She's uh, she's black. This is important. Uh, I sure hope so. <laughs> is your dad still in uh, in Massachusetts? No. no. Uh, she uh, she's like, oh, I live in Winchester, and that's like fifty miles away from me. I'm like, ah, I don't have anything to do. I'll go up there and see you. She's like, oh, you pick out the place. I'm like, okay. I looked up somewhere online that got some good reviews, and it was like, okay. Uh, but as I was Josh where the value was as I was walking through it I was like man I feel like I stepped into like one of those time portals you know it was like it felt really old fashioned like you know cobblestone roads and everything (laughs) and I passed by uh, I I got there a little bit early I was like I'll look around this stuff I saw a statue and I went up to look at it it was a confederate war memorial it was right across from the restaurant so the entire time I was like just don't look behind you (laughs) And I was thinking, it's like it kind going of, to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, I kind of felt like it was like one of those like Larry David situations. Like, oh, I'll get like a white sheet to cover it. Oh no, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm looking for you. I don't see. You. I'm standing by the by the the sidewalk across the street <laughs> next to a. Just turn your shoulders. Oh, that's where you're going way. with that joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning and growing. Thank you. Uh, my jerk of the week. So, uh, you know, it's not really a secret. I The one sport I really follow is football. I don't care much about baseball. So I'm looking at the scores, and I'm confused, because I could have sworn that Philly had the best fans on earth. <laughs> That's what I'm to understand. <laughs> so if the fans are so good, why not make your team win at home in Game 7? Am I, am I missing something? Do I not understand the rules of baseball? Did you, guys know, so <laughs> did you guys know that Trey Turner was bad all year? And then we cheered for him once, and he became good. I simply don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. They're the best team in the world with the best fans in the best city. Why lose? I'm so happy that I've not watched a baseball game in a decade. Like, just immediately <laughs> go on the baseball channel and ask, like, hey, man, what happened? And just get, like, a paragraph, like, this team all year long. Like, yeah, I know you did, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. I, I did Big like Duxwood. Duxwood fucking coming in there out of nowhere and being like, I should get one of those Brock Turner t shirts. So we cheer. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I fucking gasped when I read that. It's... Uh, underrated poster. Yes. Humongous shout out to my dad, like being on the verge of buying World Series tickets. Had his credit card out. The tickets were $800 each. And then the fees were another $800. He's like, I'll do the All-Star game next year. My ass. Fine. <laughs> I, I, I could feel Jesus Josh's Christ influence, again. like, pass over him. Going from 1600 to 2500 just from, like, Ticketmaster fees. It's fucking Jesus insane. Christ, man. It's hate that shit. ridiculous. It, it feels bad watching my ticket go from 50 to 80 I couldn't fucking imagine. Yeah. That's... Like, he had the card in his hand. He's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do this. I'm like, that's probably fair. I couldn't name it. Two Rangers with a gun to my head, so don't <laughs> don't drop twenty five hundred dollars, please. It's two more than I can name. <laughs> Is well. Hamilton still there? No, not since he killed that guy. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot! Uh, go find not the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> the Yankees fans gift again. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere on this laptop. <laughs> I promise you. I know you have it. <laughs> of course, it's I your did. mission when we're done recording. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. Well, shout out to our Rangers and also our Diamondbacks. 
All right, well, (laughs) all of our teams that don't play in Philadelphia. (laughs) In that case, let's get into... A a bonus jerk of the week real quick. Um, This one's very quick. So uh, I got an ad while scrolling for the Stars app, which is a thing that exists, and they were advertising the movie Plane was on there, and Gerard Butler appears and goes, Hi, I'm Jerry Butler. And I threw my phone. I've never been angry in my fucking life. Who allowed this? I will not call him Jerry. I will be goddamned. Oh yeah, that's not. Did he? Did he say it in his real voice? No. <laughs> oh, I was gonna up. say it, may, it could have been an error on your part if he did. Maybe this was like it was an AI subtitle too. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll get to bad subtitles. We later. will. We will oh, get to subtitles. Yeah. All right. So uh, in that case, let's talk about what we watched recently. Because I watched Gold Rush, season oh, four, hell yeah, dude. episode six. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. You started you your Rush. week with this. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, it's not actually, on the list. this is this is a uh, this is actually the worst thing I watched because they don't find any gold in this episode. So <laughs> get used to that. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> I was fucking furious. I was madder than the people who are actually out there looking for gold. <laughs> You matter than the the Dakota boys in their glory hole? Can we talk about, yeah, the fact that they went to South America to look for gold? It turns out that was not virgin soil. That was... Someone else had already dug there. They were digging up trash bags the entire time. They wasted the entire... First of all, that dirt was, like, fucking terrible. They should have known. I feel like they've done this before. They just fucking screwed that up. So, I. Uh, they're out. They have no gold, so no reason to talk about them. Let's go up to uh, <laughs> let's go up to the Yukon to uh, find that uh, the frozen tundra. See if they have gold buried in the ice. Well, the guy who's running the operation is 18 years old. It has the worst kendo <laughs> yeah, scars dude. I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is this like a nepotism thing? It's just like, uh, or did he like have a, like a bunch of money from like his gold hunting family, and then he's like, oh, I'll buy a company, and then I'll have to make like old bearded men listen to me. Well, so I unfortunately do know the answer to your question. If you wanted it answered, and it was yeah, go ahead. Go, no, go, no, go ahead. Uh, I, he comes from a family of of gold miners, but that's his first crack of doing it himself. So, uh, okay. I. I don't know how I to. I try and be like a good employee. I try and be a good person, you know. But if I was up in the Yukon and this little <laughs> shrimp dick kid started shouting orders at me, they would never find him. I promise. <laughs> I just want to say for the record that he be, like he's a mainstay on the show. Like I'm pretty sure he's still on there. There's a season like six seasons later where just the girl that he's dating at the time because he's finally hit it big is just up there and he just makes her run the backhoe and it's unbelievably good. <laughs> Well, I know he comes <laughs> Parker from a family. will win you over. I, I knew he came from a family of gold hunters because at one point he's riding his team a little too hard. And they're like, come on, we don't want to work this hard. And he's like, oh, come on, I'm, I'm your boss. You got to do what I say. And he's like, oh, my team's not listening. I'm going to go talk to Grandpa, who's 93 years old and can barely stand. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm having trouble with my team. They're not really listening. He's like, you know what they like? They like it when they get paid in gold. <laughs> Oh, shake That's my hand, true. give me a hug. So uh, he goes back to me, he's like, hey guys, I need you to work harder, but uh, when we're done, you'll get a cut. And they're like, thank you, that's sufficient motivation for me. I was like, were they, they going to do that anyway? <laughs> uh, wasn't that the whole reason they came out? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> 
I I have to admit I didn't love this. Uh, although I I'm dead serious about this. I can see why you would just fucking binge this for days on end. Cause like oh yeah you, yeah you gotta get you gotta see them find gold. Yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll fucking find it too. It feels like I should get a cut though. I, but also. There was some stuff that interested me. Like, I'm really interested in the machinery that they used. And they were really good at explaining, like, this is what this is used for. And this is how the ecology of the area. This is how we're raping the ecosystem to find uh, precious metals for Zales. Uh, I was like, wow, this is all interesting stuff. But the real draw here is the announcer. The best way I put it is, uh, Parker, who's that Who's that uh, magician guy from Venture Brothers? He sounds like that guy, but, like, more American. Dr. Orpheus. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like Dr. Orpheus. He's like a... He had to go see the one man he trusted. Grandpa! <laughs> and with all their fake-ass, made-up gold mining terms. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> glory hole. Was a... Glory hole? <laughs> the glory hole is not sluicing properly. I'm like... Oh boy. I'm not getting a lot done today. <laughs> yeah, happens to me all the time, buddy. <laughs> I can I Sorry, can see why this babe, is. Sorry, I drink too much. Gold <laughs> <laughs> rush. I uh, I didn't know there were fucking like sixteen seasons of this shit. Oh, dude, it, it's the the they get better at mining gold over time, as one would hope, but also like. By, like, the eighth season, it just becomes, like, Modern Marvels, where there's, like, infographics that show them how the, like, the sluice machines work and shit. It's, like, I, I'm actually kind of impressed with how much I know about mining gold now. <laughs> See, here's the I feel thing. feel like I like could I... do this, <laughs> which is an important part of any reality show, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Sorry. I, now, I've, I've mentioned in the past that, like, I kind of get down on uh, some reality shows, because when they're, like, obviously scripted, it kind of takes me out of it. I don't think they're scripting this, you know? <laughs> I don't think there's a whole lot of scripting going on here. <laughs> so makes it so good. It's no, there's no fucking contrived arguments. It's just these morons in the jungle like, I don't know, how are we going to cross this bridge? Yeah, you tell me, buddy. Just like, oh, I, I slice the hydraulic hose and cut to some guy with a beard down to a stern going. It's <laughs> a lot of that. I, uh, so how do we feel about the Hoffmans? you see my biggest thing is you say that they don't find gold in pretty much every episode i believe that i absolutely believe that i <laughs> so there are multiple days where they they say explicitly in the show we're not making any money we're losing money which is just how these people talk it's real salt of the earth which unfortunately is not what they're looking for and uh I kind of feel for, like, the people who are, like, filming this because they're on there just pointing these cameras at these people digging dirt and nothing but dirt. And they're thinking to themselves at the end of the day, hey, we're getting paid no matter what happens, no matter what you guys find. Spending six months in Somalia watching this absolute dipshit just drill into rocks. <laughs> I went Goes to on the sale for seven years for this. <laughs> full sale. I, uh... <laughs> I don't want to spoil too much, because I know there's going to be Gold Rush in all of our futures, and I vaguely know what happens in the second half of the season, but uh, they might be so bad at mining gold in South America that there is a pivot to mining something else, and I will just let that linger. Oh my God. I, I 100% believe that, because they were doing a terrible job. I guess maybe it was the fault of whoever sold them that land or whatever, because... Or maybe the fucking guy that decided to buy it. Or that, too. Yeah, I don't know. I... I <laughs> You understand, I only came in at episode six. I don't know all the, you know, background there, but uh, <coughs> there ain't no gold, dar. <laughs> no, just 
just dig deeper. It's probably yeah. underneath all of the garbage. It's down there somewhere. Yeah. It <laughs> Maybe it's in one of those garbage trick. bags. <laughs> all right. Uh, run the garbage to the sluicer. Yeah. They they do. That's the problem. It actually stops up <laughs> one of their things there. All right. Uh, let's talk about what we watched uh, besides Gold Rush. I uh, Parker, this is what I texted you about. I watched Gerald's Game. This is a Stephen King adaptation from 2017. And uh, ordinarily, once this movie started, like, the first, like, ten minutes of it, I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking despise this. I actually ended up kind of loving it. I thought it was uh, one of his best adaptations until the last ten minutes. (laughs) Absolutely. So, uh, to give you a little background of Gerald's game, uh, for those of you who haven't read the book, which, by the way, he dedicated to his wife and her five sisters. Fucking weirdo basic story here Normal. is uh gerald who's like uh in his late 50s goes up to Alex is uh, vibrating in his seat right now <laughs> <laughs> it goes up to a uh, cabin in the woods with uh his uh, wife and he's like oh time to spice up our marriage uh i'm gonna handcuff you to the bed and uh you know rape fantasy and you know midway through she's like hey i, I don't know this i don't like this very much and he kind of throws, like, a hissy fit over it, and uh, before getting her the key to unlock it from the bed, has a heart attack and fucking dies. So she's handcuffed to the bed, dead body in there, and she can't get out. And right off the bat, I kind of hate that stuff, because it, it reminds me of Saw. I don't like the idea of someone being trapped like that. And I, she's obviously gone through a lot, and he had rape into it. I'm like, shit. And you dedicated this to your wife and her five sisters? Like, hey, thinking of you, toots. <laughs> well, I uh, actually... This is really well done. This is a. It feels a lot like uh, the novel in in the way that I, I can feel his writing coming through the script, even though he didn't have a hand in it. It's very introspective. There's a lot of the character thinking. The performances by the two leads are sensational. Some of the best performances in any Stephen King movie I've ever seen, and that says a lot because a lot of his movies have really good performances. Uh, Parker, I think you said these two were also on the Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, they're in all of this guy's stuff. Pretty sure yeah. they both show up in Doctor Sleep, which we'll be getting to eventually. Yeah, this uh, is. A... Oh no, is that on the list? I was gonna watch that for one of my Stephen King movie spaces. What? What Gerald's it's, game? Yeah, it is. It is on Doctor Sleep. Oh, Doctor Sleep. It's actually a comma pretty good. Doctor Sleep is also on the list, so it's Fuck. also it's nah, also the drawing board. It's also three hours, so. Anyway, uh, I know that, but I can take all the intermissions I want. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm actually offended for him to get Stephen King's vision, or yeah. some other guy, I guess. But Yeah, I guess. Uh, Gerald's Game is good. It is, uh, at times, a pretty tough watch. Uh, it gets uh, pretty serious with some of its issues. Uh, but overall, this is actually really good. And then the last ten minutes happen. Parker, <laughs> what the Yeah, to fuck? what? I don't, it, dude. It is so, it's such a jarring total shift that I feel like we could do an episode just on those last ten minutes. It's <laughs> insane. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like, oh fuck, did you like turn in the movie? They're like, hey man, you forgot something. Like, uh, everyone get in the courtroom quick, we gotta figure this out. It really does feel like they, they finished the movie, because the movie ends. The movie's done. The mo- that, that story has ended. And I feel like they handed it to Stephen King. It's like, hey, what about, you know, the last ten minutes for the book? And they're like, I, we were, and I Do feel like Do you want Mr. King like, to tweet about how good this is or not? <laughs> get in there. I, I, I feel like he just kind of, like, loomed over them, because he's like six foot four. He's like, you remember the Lawnmower Man incident, right? And they're like, okay, okay, fine. Put in that I weirdo sure serial press. Kind of thing. 
I'd love to tell the media about what a faithful adaptation <laughs> of my story this is, but unfortunately, yeah. you're just missing this big it, chunk. Of, like, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be literal. It's like, yeah, yeah it does. It's, it's not like Stephen King just puts his stamp of approval on every single movie he's ever seen. <laughs> Dude, the amount of movies that man like goes to bat for randomly. Like, you won't hear him from three months. He's like, guys, The Flash is a masterpiece. He's like, what? <laughs> what? Hell yeah. Who, who gave you we The Flash? Why are you watching this? He really does feel like about movies the same way that John Carpenter feels about video games. Maybe it's like a cycle. Maybe like Shigeru Miyamoto like, discovers a book and every once in a while he'll be like, oh my god, have you guys heard about Good Night Moon? So, yeah. Uh, uh, is this basically how half the Kojima games get made? I guess. Isn't this how know. this podcast got made? <laughs> Look, I uh Hey, did you ever see Spitzer Confidential? <laughs> <laughs> Put us in the time warp back to Chris and Parker from what, eight years ago? <laughs> oh, memories. Alright, well, uh what else did I watch? Uh I watched The Martian. I had never seen The Martian before. And Oh uh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. What'd you think? It's a it's a good movie. I had some problems with this one. I I I think there's a little too much quipping from uh from Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> the, the whole time move. I was like, I, I, that's the thing. It's like, I, I kind of felt like if you replaced it with another actor, I would either like it a lot more or I'd hate it a lot more. Uh, overall, it's fine. I like, I didn't, I guess I didn't like the line. I'm going to science the shit out of this place. Like, you work for NASA. Like, come on, be a bit more professional than that. I hey, know you're a fucking one. loser. That makes sense. I guess. Yeah. He's like, luckily, I'm a botanist, so I know how to grow potatoes. Thank you uh, for that. I... <laughs> this movie made zero dollars in Latvia. <laughs> Premise ridiculous. <laughs> you know what was fucking wild to me was uh, this is I, I don't think this was a Chinese co-production. Either that or I'm thinking of something else. But uh, I, I I thought it would be a Chinese co-production. Where it's like, oh, China's gonna help us get down. I was like, okay, you're playing to there. Turns out they didn't put any money into this. We were just uh, begging for their audiences here. But overall, it's good. It's it's a good movie. Uh, I don't know if this is specifically what I'm looking for for science fiction, but ultimately it kind of reminded me of what I liked about Apollo 13 and that it's a lot of people working very hard to save even a single life. And uh, I think I think that matters. So uh, ultimately, yeah, that, that's a good movie. It looks very good. You know, had a good time. That's kind of what Spencer does, though, throughout the whole movie. He works it's, really hard. It's a lot like what Spencer does throughout the whole I don't movie. know if you noticed that last scene where he wants to go help somebody else, but, uh, you know, they yeah. only help Matt Damon in that movie, so. Matt Yeah, Damon. Matt Damon's not a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> I keep if I ever get arrested, I'm just going to yell like that fireman at the camera and just hope that Mark Wahlberg comes for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I didn't do it. Someone's got to help me. Help me, please. I'm a disabled veteran. Someone please send help. Just don't do it during hockey season. All right, more uh, science fiction. War veteran, please help me. This is one that Alex loved. Uh, X Machina. This is uh, an A24 production. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're joined by Steve-O. And... Uh, <laughs> Now, I've said before that I like I like uh, science fiction movies that are about something. And uh, Ex Machina is about that. It's like, uh, what if you made a robot and how would the robot feel? That is so totally creative, original, and unique and has never been done in every single book and movie. 
So uh, this is like the same uh, dilemma that L337 had in uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. <laughs> better movie. Yes, yes it, that was absolutely a better movie than Ex Machina. Look, I, I don't mind oh, I'm Ex so Machina. glad you hated this, too. I, I didn't hate not, it. Not no, really, I, I didn't you know, hate it. Was, yeah. I definitely had problems with this. This is like all the problems of A24. This is really slow, boring shots, and the music is just a dull like rumble throughout the entire thing. It's like, yeah, it's supposed to make you think. I'm like, not really, you know? Uh, this won the this Academy Award for... Yeah, this gave me the Academy Award for Best Special Effects. All right. Yes. Might have been a down year, I don't know. No, this is the same year as Mad Max Fury Road with all those like practical oh. effects and everything that looked yeah, really you cool. Yeah, that. <laughs> So, uh, kind of actually, no way. I think it I, it was in the same category, so I could be wrong. I don't remember. Fuck it, that's not that important. X Machina is not really yeah. worth talking about because there are a lot of people out there who fucking love it, and I, I'm really just not one of those people. Uh, I still don't know how to say that actor's name. Uh, is it two syllables or three? It's Shaquille O'Neal. So, next one is The Love Witch. <laughs> this have you guys heard of the love witch parker i know Is we Mike have in this no no. <laughs> no 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 better movie if only no the love witch is uh this is by a female director whose name escapes me i just remember that she I'm made out. the news she made the news recently because she really criticized barbie because she's like that's not real feminism Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she showed us what real feminism was in 2016 when she made The Love Witch. Parker, you like horror movies that are over two hours, right? Incorrect. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Parker, you like the 1970s, right? No. <laughs> oh, so it's like a double negative, right? So you would like this. So, Shit, you might be right. Actually, you know, I'm not being fair because uh, it's actually more of a throwback to... It, the whole visual style is a throwback to the way that movies looked in, like, the late 60s, maybe early 70s. And, oh, well, that's different. I love yeah. the late 60s. I just yeah. hate the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> now, I gotta tell you, it's a gimmick. That's all that it is. It's just a gimmick. And I've, I've said before on the show, like, I love gimmicks. William Castle, you're my hero. But... This isn't in service of anything. It's just fucking lame. The basic idea is there is a witch, and she loves men to death. And it's fucking lame. It's fucking horrible. I hate it so much about it. The characters are annoying. Like the, you know, the worst part is like the fucking letterbox reviews. Let me tell you the the top three letterboxed reviews here, because uh, we gotta talk about how the community feels about this. Uh, first one on here. Uh, this is how I imagine Lana Del Rey living her life. Four stars. Okay, but what's her sign? Four stars. 3,180 likes. Samantha Robinson's eye makeup deserves its own Academy Award. Four and a half stars. She has, like, blue eyeshadow throughout the movie. It's great. Chris, you gave this more stars than Spencer Confidential. Your thoughts? Uh, basically, as I was watching this, I, I, well, first of all, part of that is for, like, the game, because I like the consistency, because there's so many movies that are like, yeah, we're doing, like, a throwback to, like, this, uh, oldie-timey era, and they don't really go for it visually, because they just don't use the same equipment. This looks like it came out of the 1960s. As I was watching it, I had to, like, go and do some research and be like, was this, like, filmed in the 60s and just released later on? But no, they actually went the whole way to did that. Now, the other star is for you, Alex, because I think you would enjoy this because at one point they go to a Ren Fair. So, 
Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah, there you go. We love the Ren Fair. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I love the I love the idea of being like, oh no, it's good because they made it on old equipment because that's what Josh does every time he plays on a CRT. <laughs> <laughs> See, additionally, it's important to understand like my ratings correspond to certain things. A two and a half usually means it's kind of like a good bad, like you can point laugh at it. One and a half means embarrassing, like I'm kind of ashamed for watching it. <laughs> Uh, let's see, what else did I watch? Uh, Parker, I don't have much to say about Terrified. I know it scared you when that nude man stood over a bed. I did not oh. care for that scene. <laughs> A24 did not movie, enjoy. huh? Was, 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 a, was that, a, I don't know, it's not, it's Spanish. I it's don't know, a, there's a nude man in it, probably. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get to an A24 from, movie that you liked more than I did. But, uh, first of all, Parker, here's one I don't think you've seen that I love it. I'm gonna do the world's worst job of selling a movie. This appeared in Guillermo del Toro's Top 10 of 2017. Uh, this is called Tigers Are Not Afraid. I really like this movie. Oh, man, I've had that on my list forever. It's going to make you cry. Just a heads up. <laughs> this is, uh, what doesn't? This is a, well, this is a very emotional movie. The, the basic story is it's about uh, the drug war in Mexico and how it's really affected the children who live there. And uh, this is definitely a horror movie. There are monsters in this movie, and uh, it does get scary at certain points, but mostly you really connect with these kids. I was reminded of Luis Buñuel's uh, masterpiece, The Young and the Damned, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. And you get that same sort of emotional content in this kind of movie. And I never would have heard about this if it wasn't for The List, so thank you, The List. You're doing great things. Uh, next one on yeah. here. Yeah. What would you watch next, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> the next is actually, I think this is on the list. I don't know, because I'd already seen this one a while ago. But this is the oldest movie I've ever seen in a theater. 1920. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. This is the one that everyone knows for like the, the kooky like uh, off-kilter sets and everything like that. Uh, I got to see this at the Alamo, and they had like one of those like live scores performed by a band called The Invincible Sars. Who, uh, they were pretty good. I, I liked them. And uh, the music really fit, and uh, it was interesting. I, I think the woman sitting next to me was stimming throughout the entire movie. She kept... <laughs> I don't know what her deal was. She kept, like, glancing at me. I, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was my impressive features. Either there or she just wondered how someone's head can get that big. Uh, <laughs> How'd you get that through the door? <laughs> She's like looking at the screen at like the expressionist German where everything's all fucked up looking and then look at you is like what the, what the what the hell? This movie's affecting me. <laughs> anyway, uh I, I will say uh, an interesting thing about The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Uh, it came out in 1920, as I said, and it is considered by many to have the world's first cinematic twist. I won't give it away if you haven't seen it. But I also looked up, this did not have a trailer. It's been 100 years. They didn't, they didn't, have, a, they didn't have a trailer uh, for this movie when it came out in 1920. So there was no way anyone could have known going in <laughs> that there was a twist. Is this the movie about the giant choo-choo robber? Oh my god. Oh, no, no, no Parker, sh- sh- don't tell me. I've been waiting for this one. I don't want to get this one ruined for me. I don't want to ruin your game of games this year. <laughs> Alright, uh, next one here. I watched Arrival by Dennis Villeneuve. And uh, this is the one with, uh, what is it, Amy Adams or something? And I was like, oh, she won a show on the Academy Award for Best Actress. Her performance is good. I don't know if it's like the best of the year, but I also don't remember what came it's out fine. in 2016. Yeah, it was 
fine. It's a perfectly cromulent performance. I think people, when they say that, they just really like the character, you know, because the character is really interesting. The performance is just in service of the character. It's not, like, mind-blowing or anything. Uh, I like Arrival. It's pretty good. Uh, it's another one I don't really love. I don't have anything against Jeremy Renner. I guess after the town, I'm, like, pro-Renner, so. That's uh, exactly <laughs> what happened to me, so I understand. Yeah, so I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I... I do like the twist in this one. I think the twist is uh, rather well done because it breadcrumbs really well. I uh, had a good time with that, and it was uh, it was well written. It was pretty good. Uh, I'm glad we don't have an arrival too. Now, I wish we had a different director on that one. Yeah. Well, Parker, this is one that you liked a lot more than I did. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to bully you for this one. I could have told you that for most of these. This is called. This is called Revenge. Oh, that's on the list? Oh, yeah, I could totally yeah. you weren't going to like that. That's a new addition to the list. Uh, first of all, I don't like it when people say, oh, it's a genre movie. Which genre? There are multiple genres. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody what does that mean? Genre movie. That's what I, that's exactly, I don't know. Tell me the genre, you know? I think what that really means is there's a lot of blood because, boy howdy, there is a lot of blood in Revenge. Hey, Alex, this movie is in French and it's on the I'm list. Out. Guess what it's about? Yeah. Oh wow! Take, Could take, be anything. Yeah. Take two guesses what that lady wants revenge for. I'm yeah. Kidding. Yeah. This is I, uh, like you. You didn't even need to tell me all that. I could have just looked at the name and the poster and been like, "Oh, I know what this movie is." Yeah. Exactly. I. Uh, it's. Parker gave us four stars on Letterbox. I find that interesting. I gave it four. Yeah, you did exactly. That's... So I have I to admit, go back my, and look at my old ratings. I, I gave. Uh, I gave, I have to admit, <laughs> I, I did not this, add up. <laughs> uh. I, I, I was kind of pithy with this one. Uh, I gave it one of those really short, like, stupid letterbox reviews that said it was something uh, important. I said, uh, what was it? Was, uh, it was it's French for I Spit on Your Grave, so it was uh, Jirai, Crache, Sur Vuitton. And uh, yeah, that's all I can say, yes. But uh, it isn't, I, this is not, <laughs> this is not I Spit on Your Grave. And there are some key differences in which this is actually better than I Spit on Your Grave. You don't actually see the rape. They actually had the good sense to cut away from that. Instead, you just hear it. Thanks. Uh, let's see. It looks a lot better. The music's a lot better than I Spit on Your Grave. I don't know if I've ever damned anything with fainter praise than that. Uh, Parker, you know, you're not the only one who liked this, so you can hide in the crowd here. So many people are giving this such incredibly high reviews on Letterboxd. For what? <laughs> this movie... I mean... It's not for me. It- it is what it is. That's what the the premise is, and it does it well. She murders the fuck out of those people. That's yeah. what I showed up for. Yeah, you know, I, I watched that one by myself. No kidding. Look, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm inherently against the idea of a rape revenge movie because if a girl gets raped, I like the idea of her getting revenge, and I I was fine with it when I watched um uh Girl with the Dragon Tattoo that has a rape revenge scene in that movie, and I was like, cool, go ahead. But, I don't know, maybe it's the idea of just basing your entire movie around that that kind of pisses me off. Or maybe, like, I don't know, I don't even think that she's a particularly good person either, you know? I'm not exactly rooting for her. She's kind of shitty, too. Uh, the the people that she kills are certainly grosser than they are in uh, I Spit on Your Grave, but that's because I Spit on Your Grave is an American movie. And those are Americans yeah, that like, they kill. Yeah, let me flip this on you. This movie's about a woman violently murdering French people. See, so I know. All of a sudden, okay. maybe right. I should see, give it see, a That's how we spin right there. Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> she kills you go. the shit out of those dudes. But here's the they problem: we have to horribly. see them for a, like an hour before she gets around to it. 
I mean, that's just building up the tension. Like, man, I hate all this disgusting hey, you just discovered <laughs> You just discovered why I don't like westerns, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well. Now, I can't wait till we get to the shootout. Oh, God. I can see. I can see all the dirt. <laughs> I fucking hate this. Oh, wow. This guy's got a different horse because somebody took his old one. That's crazy. 40 minutes in? Okay. Well, I, I don't like revenge, the movie. It's uh, It is not for me. Uh, but I'm actually I could have told you that. Yeah, I'm actually working through uh, movies on the list. I, I got a whole lot of these uh, knocked out. I think I only have like six left. So hopefully next week I can get to Doctor Sleep. I know Parker. <laughs> hopefully there's that. no 2024 update. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the guy who's doing this just fucking dies. He won't do it anymore. Uh, last two on here, uh, The Void. This is that uh, Kickstarter movie. This made the list. Um, I really like the creature effects. They they remind me of John Carpenter. I'm not going to ask him about this movie. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I was happy to what? see. Uh, I was happy to see uh, knives. That uh, she was the Asian chick from uh, fucking uh, Scott Pilgrim. I'm not saying it. Uh, she was. Uh, <laughs> I I liked her. Uh, she was the only good actress in this movie. Everyone else is like really fucking bad. The writing is not particularly good either. But. Uh, for a movie that's clearly not made for very much money, I thought it was uh, something I could appreciate. No, and now, the movie lives and dies by the weird, fucked up looking monsters and gore effects. Right, yeah. Once that, it, it does pretty well. Everything yeah. else? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, now for uh, Alex's favorite uh, A24 horror movie. Let's it, go. It Crumbs at Night. Now, this is one that... Uh, Alex, you like this uh, a bit more than I did. I definitely appreciate it, especially because this is so unlike most of the other horror movies on the list. You know, A24, always trying something different. Uh, this one is, uh, I think the fun of it is that a lot of it is just waiting around and a lot of world building and like the, the character development before uh, stuff really gets going. Uh, I... <laughs> The, the reason that I like this movie so much is twofold. The first one is there were three early 20 girl, 20s girls sitting in front of me at my theater showing of this, and they just kept going, I don't get it, to each other the whole time, <laughs> which was so good. But uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, as I said earlier about Gold Rush, in, in certain forms of media, I like to be able to picture myself and what I would do in these situations. Uh, I, you compare something like this to something like a quiet place. Yeah. Like the the not knowing in this movie is compelling to me because if I didn't know what was out there, then I would be compelled to act in at least similar ways to the ways the people in this movie are asking. If there's monsters that are going to rip me apart the second I make a sound, I'm running out and just yelling Yoda noises until I die. Like uh, <laughs> fuck that, I'm not dealing with that. This, that however, I can get behind the premise. Okay, I think I could see that. Uh yeah, I don't know if it did quite that much for me because uh, I, don't, I didn't think I cared about the characters all that much but uh, ultimately at the end of the day it's just another check so that's all that really matters now one well, last I mean, th- you're bearing the lead this came out in 2017 at that point there weren't four of these out a year that's a good Correct. point yeah well, thank god <laughs> that makes a big difference it that does was like early day 24 like we're we're just now like getting from away from like the witch like this was <laughs> early on before <laughs> right like, yeah. how long is the movie four and a half hours Great, we'll put it in a thousand theaters. Yeah, oh, great. Love still haven't movies. still haven't seen Dicks the Musical. That should be like the penalty for whoever loses I will the be game of games. God damn, <laughs> I will. I'm get out of this pyramid. I'll speak enough. I put on the pyramid and fell asleep. Twenty minutes in, then I woke up to a jump scare. <laughs> that's, that's how my day went afterward. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, the, taking one for the team there. The only six <laughs> left I have are, uh, let's see, Happy Death Day, uh, Doctor Sleep, The Lodge, Saint Maud, Host, uh, and X. Boy, X is going to be the last one I watch. <laughs> I mean, uh, Alex will hate X, but like, you could you could do worse. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, like the cool. worst thing it does. It's, I was going to say it's like the Love Witch. Let me reel that back in. Let me reel that back. In the sense that the like, list hey, it's very clearly, it's very clearly an homage to this style. Like it's. You could do a lot worse. Right, You've well, done a lot worse with that director. Uh, sure, yeah. Actually, what was what was the director done? Ty West. He did fucking. Uh, oh god, I'm blanking. Cause I'm very tired. Now you liked House of the Devil, but I think you hated the Innkeepers. I don't remember. Look. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, well, I, one last thing here is I read the book version of Something Wicked This Way Comes. I had previously seen the 1980s Disney adaptation which I thought was excellent, and I strongly recommend it to anyone who wants a really good October movie. Uh, this is a book by Ray Bradbury, and I was blown away. This is really, really, really well written. It is uh, excellent in its prose and diction. Uh, the only thing that's kind of funny about it is the main character's name is Jim Nightshade. <laughs> that's such a fucking Luke Skywalker-ass name. So, uh, all right, Alex, what did you watch? Oh, right, I remember. <laughs> Oh, All right. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get the uh, the bad out of the way first. Uh, there is no bad, because I only watched one thing, and it was The Immortal. Uh, <laughs> now, at this point, I don't remember if I watched Episode 5 or Episode 6, because I know Chris watched the wrong one, so I had to go back in time to watch this <laughs> oh, one. Sorry, so I guess I must have watched 5. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that is Here's absolutely a- okay. Hang on, time travel music is playing right now. Uh, keep that oh my hand, god, do, do you guys feel something? <laughs> <laughs> keep that handy. So, this one opens. Uh, the Virgin is playing a light gun video game. Uh, <laughs> Rafe is meditating. And the lady is trying to do her doctor work, I guess. And she just keeps getting mad at the Virgin for making noise. And he's like, but I'm so close to the high score. And then she just starts, like, throwing his dirty socks and underwear at him, you know, as one is apropos to do in this situation. She's mad. There's gamer stink all over the house. She's like, you know what? It's episode five of The Immortal. I can't fucking take these immortals living in my house anymore. I'm going to go to a hotel and get a room for the night so I can decompress. The hotel she chooses, of course, all of the rooms have themes, for reasons that we will soon find out. The reason is demons. Uh, what? <laughs> also, in the parking lot, uh, you know, when, when Rafe and the, the teenage version follow her, there is a dapper British bum wearing a bowler who asks them for money, and they have to give him a 20 because they don't have any smaller bills. Uh, remember that thought. They have 20s uh, in Canada? I, I think it's called a toonie. Um, <laughs> babs so busted. she goes into this... This theme hotel, um, you know, she's like, you know, like, uh, you know, oh, there's all these things. Like, oh, you want to go to, uh, let me, let me quote the guy here. Uh, some of the rooms he offers, like, oh, we have one that's an Amazon safari and another that's an Egyptian adventure. Uh, <laughs> but we're not going there. We're going to the Wild West because she gets a Wild West. So she fucks off. Uh, the virgin is standing behind her in line. He's like, yeah, I too would like to stay in this hotel. Uh, 
And he's like, oh man, I don't have any money. I just gave it to this fucking bum. So he starts to walk away. And then the guy behind the counter, like, flips a switch under the desk and a bunch of balloons come out. And he goes, oh, you're our 1,000th patron. You actually get a room for free. So he, too, gets himself a Wild West-themed room. So we see both of these characters in their Wild West-themed room. The the lady's like, oh, look at all these fancy, old-timey dresses. Uh, the virgin is trying to flip a cowboy hat on top of his head and misses three times and hits himself in the face. But uh, it's okay. Parker, have you been because, there? Because... Uh, it ha- I mean, it happens to everyone. <laughs> it eventually gets on, and these people are transported back in time to the Wild West. What the, the music. fuck? No way. <laughs> it's really crazy. I, I mean, we're five episodes into this demon show, and they're in the Wild West. Uh, so Rafe is just hanging around outside the hotel, because he clearly knows there's demon shit afoot. Uh, he also gets sucked into the Wild West. Don't ask me how. Um... We see him get sucked in. There's a sign on the side of the road that says Grimstone, three miles. And he looks at it and he says, Well, yippee kaye which the automatic <laughs> subtitles on Tubi said, thought said, Well, are you okay? <laughs> which I really appreciated. Uh, Parker. He's walking. <laughs> Just, aren't you sad you missed out on an episode set in your hometown? <laughs> Livid that I can't watch this till the season's over. <laughs> so pissed off right now. So he's walking down the road and he comes across this hairy humanoid creature called a devil dog that looks like <laughs> look, I, I'm not exaggerating in this in this as I explain this. He looks like Kid Rock with paws, and he talks like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh my and just God. does on. a bunch of exposition about hell. Um Rafe is trying to get information from this devil dog. The dog doesn't want to talk to him. So he says, and I quote, I'll make you bark soprano. And then God, the devil I dog see what says... I you do for others. Please let me have this. <laughs> and then the devil dog says, all right, all right, I'll throw you a frickin' bone. <laughs> Does he do it in the Dr. Evil voice? No, he does it in the Carl voice. Oh, <laughs> this is so unfair <laughs> alright so he starts explaining to Ray and I quote Grimstone is like a theme park for demons so basically confirms that we are in fact watching Demon Westworld the thing that we thought that we were watching this whole time um the dapper homeless guy is a demon too uh, actually scratch that I think he ends up not being a demon but uh he's there and he's still begging for money even in the demon theme park and then we cut outside to the sheriff getting tarred and feathered by a gang of demon cowboys. Uh, <laughs> there is the, the guy that's the mayor of the town who looks like the guy that buys them beer in Superbad is like the one that's like watching all this and going, Aha, hot darn, that's our third sheriff in two weeks. So, you know, he's not happy about this. Uh, uh, Rafe ends up in the old timey saloon. Uh, he has a fight with some cowboys. We get a POV shot from the floor of Rafe pointing two pistols at the camera, which I guess is supposed to be the guy's head. And he says, you can call me sir, as in, I'll be leaving now, sir. Um, so he walks outside, and then the super bad, bo- super bad guy comes up, and he's like, well, hot darn, you're the sheriff of Demon Town now, and puts a little badge on him. Uh... 
Now, you might be wondering uh, where where the other characters have went. Uh, the the girl is like a bar wench who you know is just like, "Hello, Mister Rafe, please have sex with me." The uh, the virgin guy is now Billy the kid, and also he has a speech impediment for some reason. Don't worry about it. That doesn't matter. Um, so he's out doing his cowboy thing with his Colt 45s, you know, just like, I'm a cool guy. I have a posse. And then he tries to shoot at Rafe, but he misses all of them because Rafe can do bullet time for some reason. And then Rafe throws him in jail. Uh, the devil dog comes back. I guess the devil dog comes to the town sometimes. So he's like, devil dog, you gotta tell me what's going on here. And he's like, I'll only do it for a juicy sirloin. Uh, man, I could go for a juicy so, sirloin. So the devil dog tells him that to get his friend's souls back, he has to quote-unquote shock them. And then he, he eats a big steak. <laughs> Takes his raw steak off into the wilderness, never to be seen again. Uh, we get a bunch of flashbacks to episodes I haven't seen, which I appreciated. Because, uh, you know, they're really padding out this 43-minute runtime. Uh, apparently there's a scene in one of the previous episodes which parker might talk about where rafe gets shot and they have to do like emergency bullet surgery on him or something uh this is relevant i don't think any of us have seen that what the fuck Uh, we've watched all the episodes in theories i don't worry about it i don't know um uh so anyway he is able to shock the girl out of uh her demon possession by kissing her in a position that is similar to the position they were during this scene i, I don't know whatever not important uh then rafe kicks a guy in the ball so hard he flies six feet backwards and then another demon comes at him gets chopped in half with a sword and just like kind of hangs in the air and spins around like you know like in those really shitty like alien movies when somebody's getting like beamed up while laying down it's like, imagine getting, like, six feet off the ground like that and then just spinning out of control and disappearing during, like, through the demon portals that they have. Uh, so that happens. Uh, he gets evaporated into hell. Um, then we we finally properly meet the guy who runs Demon Westworld, whose name is Gates and carries a whip. Uh, he comes down. He's just, like, smacking his whip all over the place. Like, I'm gonna keep your soul forever immortal. He dies in about 10 seconds of this fight. And then, you know, he does the thing where his head goes all crazy. He gets sucked through the demon portal. Uh, We cut back to the real world. And all these confused humans are stumbling out of this fucking motel. And then the virgin and the lady start bickering about cleaning again. So, uh, 10 out of 10. uh, Greatest show I've ever seen in my life. I really hope that I win this week and get to watch more of it. Because... I take better notes on this than I've taken on anything for this show ever, because I can't afford to forget any of it. It's so jam-packed with content. There's so much happening. <laughs> it is unbelievably good. Everyone at home, you should drop what they're doing and just watch all 22 episodes of The Immortal on Tubi. Like, 45 minutes a pop, even with the ads. You'll be fine. It's insane that they're 45 minutes. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest show I've ever seen. Parker, what did you watch? Oh, my God. Well, uh, let me just bounce off something that uh, Chris watched last week. Uh, Boy, if you uh, don't like VHS 2, VHS 85 (laughs) (laughs) makes VHS 2 look like Godfather 2. That movie fucking stinks. Every single short is like, oh, this could be a cool premise. And then it just falls flat and it goes off to the next one. It is, as someone who is a big piggy for anthologies and found footage absolute dog water that one stinks um 
I watched another movie that had a solid premise. This is another Shudder original called Night of the Hunted. Not Hunter, like the good one. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> the premise is, this woman, uh... It's like the middle of the night. Her and her boyfriend are driving. They stop at a gas station. She goes inside, and there's a sniper. Just hanging out at a billboard. That's your setup. And it's, like, really solid for, like, 30 minutes. Because it's the middle of the night, so it's, like, everything's pitch black except the inside of that store and, like, the billboard's kind of lit up in the background. Everything else is pitch black. Uh, she finds a walkie, and the guy's able to talk to her. And you're like, all right, this is pretty good. And then the guy starts talking. And when I say, he does not shut the fuck up for the next, like, 80 minutes. And it's nothing but fucking vaccines and conspiracies and your people and cancel culture and holy christ dude like we watch a lot of movies so like you have a good internal clock of like how far along a movie is i had to go pee so i paused it because i was like all right like we're wrapping up and there was still a whole third act left and i i wanted to shut it off so bad but i'd already committed an hour to it and i had to finish i it's such a cool premise it's like one of those like slick one location what do you do if you're in this situation? How do you get out? How do you get to help? And then it's just a man fucking rambling about cancel culture for an hour. Absolute dog shit. Furious. Now, a show that was good. Uh, we finished The Fall of the House of Usher. And, uh, look, everyone says it's like succession, and they're not wrong. But, uh, my problem is it becomes really formulaic at the end. Like you find out in the first episode that uh, he's got five kids and all of them die in horrifying ways. He, he tells you that straight up. Because the whole thing is framed around uh, everyone's dead, everything's falling apart, and he's giving like this final interview to tell the truth about what happened, how he rose to power and all that. The first death is fucking gnarly. Like The very first kid that dies, um, they're having some big old fucking like warehouse orgy. Like some real eyes wide shut kind of shit. Where everyone's in there just doing designer drugs. They're all sucking and fucking. And then at midnight, the sprinklers are going to come on. Everyone's going to get soaked. And then the suck fest is really going to pop off. And then the sprinklers come on and it's fucking acid. And it just melts like a hundred people. It's real gnarly. And then nothing else ever lives up to that again. So it becomes... Alright, here's an episode. Guy's talking to the guy. Ah, he saw the ghost of one of his kids. Let's find out how that kid died. And that's like five episodes in a row. And the first one's the best one. And these episodes are an hour long each. So that becomes a little tiring near the end, I'm going to be honest with you. But the third kid uh, gets mauled by a chimpanzee. Hell so, yes, you know, we're like, back we, in. Yeah, we get back into it. Um, it becomes very clear that there's only one way this show can end. But also, you know a show that's very similar to Succession, that also only had one way it could end, that doesn't make it any worse. It's just by hour eight, you're like, all right, man, I, I see where we're going, let's get there. And then it, in fact, goes exactly there, and you're like, all right, that was pretty good still. Uh, I have to say, it was very nice to see Mark Hamill playing someone that isn't Luke Skywalker and being able to, like, act. That was a very big surprise for me, because he doesn't get to do that ever unless it's, you know, a voice acting role. But, um pretty solid i enjoyed it i mean still not as good as hill house that's still the goaded mike flanagan show uh way better than bly manor that show was dog shit alex i know you remember investing yep. six hours and then being like actually it's because of a curse you're like cool thanks appreciate yeah, it unfortunate 
Um, I'm going back and watching uh, Midnight Mass now because I like this enough to give that show a shot. And let me tell you, never seen more dead cats in my life. Holy oh, shit! Oh yeah, we we watched oh, like three God. episodes of that, just never kept going. My God, as someone who, uh, I mean, Chris ragged on me for watching rape revenge movie. I'll sit through just about anything. That dog dying, I had to fast forward. I was like, this is Jesus Christ, man! That dog died so horribly, but the show's pretty good so far. So yeah, Fall of the House of Usher, um, one of those shows that like people will watch this month, and then November 1st, it'll be off of their spooky homepage, and no one will ever talk about it again. But it's good. Like Everyone's good in it. He uses like all the same actors in all of his shows. They're all good. A lot of a lot of good breadcrumbs, a lot of good foreshadowing. Like a solid week-long investment. Hey, you guys know I don't like history, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah? So we go back in time to jolly old England, right? <laughs> My good friend, Queen Victoria, friend of the show, or as I call her, V. Let me tell you, um, this is the most boring fucking show I've ever seen in my life. I, I hate that this is part of the game of games so much. <laughs> what news of the bedchamber crisis? Oh, Buddy, is there a bedchamber involved? Because uh, since I last met V, she's gotten married to this bloke, right? And we opened these two lovebirds really shagging. He's just giving her a proper rogering. And they're just like, oh, well, we we have a state data coming up. And, and like half of this episode is, well, I, I you should walk me to the dinner because you're my you're my husband. And they're like, oh, but he's not blood royalty, so like I should walk you to the dinner. And that's 20 minutes of just <laughs> bickering about the formalities of how to enter this state dinner party. Uh, for those wondering at home, uh, the husband does not, in fact, get to walk her in. And he just spends half the episode walking around going, I have no place here. I've, I have He's just muttering around like some fucking 90s fucking Hugh Grant bull. Dude, I'm, I fucking hate this shit. So <laughs> He's just walking around flabbergasted. And then at one point, <laughs> so we'll have this episode about this dinner party, right? And then at, after the half open, like, guys, we got to do something about all these slaves in America. And I lean forward like, excuse me? What are we fucking talking about? So we decide uh, we're going to take a stand about this barbaric slave trade in America. Luckily, uh, Great Britain would never partake in something so <laughs> disgusting would never go to another country and take their natural resources and or people. But they got something to say about it. And by they have something to say, I mean the cuck husband who just walks around muttering, I don't want to do it. He's like, I'm going to give a speech about it. And then the whole rest of the episode is this nervous prick just trying to work up the courage to give a good speech about slaves. And then he does and everyone claps and the episode's over. I... I feel vindicated that I never studied in school. I, l I learned nothing, and looking back, I don't need any of this. Uh, history is for the weak. I will simply continue making the same mistakes until I die. It's not worth it. I refuse to ever learn anything ever again. Alex, your thoughts on this important time in history? <laughs> Buddy, even I don't know about this period of history. <laughs> it sucks ass, dude. 
And they're just name dropping. It's like, but I'm sure if I lived over there, I would know who any of these people are. But I'll be goddamn if I click any of these highlighted names on Wikipedia. I don't give a fuck about any of this. This show is absolutely wretched. And when I say nothing happens, it is 20 minutes of a dinner party. And then 20 minutes of, oh my god, I have to make them respect me by standing up and giving a speech saying, Hey guys, we sh slaves are bad over there. And then he does, and like some free slave like does a close-up on me as like a single tear, this beautiful rousing speech. And that shit sucks, but what doesn't suck is the immortal. Now, <laughs> this uh, has a very strong opening here. Let me pop this open. So, uh, we get a cold open, which this show does well. Uh, it's just some girl who's like clearly 25, but just dressed like a schoolgirl. Uh, she's being chased by a demon with a goatee. Uh, he corners her, and when I say he licks his lips, he does like three full clockwise motions. <laughs> he really gets every nook and cranny of his lips. Uh, don't worry, Rafe appears wearing a leather duster and sunglasses. He better. Uh, that was the look I sent you both in the chat. He looked <laughs> very cool. Uh, he asked the demon, do you want to do this the easy way <laughs> or the fun way? And the demon responds, the fun way, and then pulls out a shotgun and says, say hello to my little friend. But, this is important, he doesn't do an accent. So it's just some <laughs> Canadian guy holding a gun going, hey, say hello to my little friend. And then he starts shooting. <laughs> and then uh, Rafe uh, grabs his two pistols, does a nice bullet time dodge, uh, lights the man up, pulls out his sword, kills him. <laughs> He's doing spin kicks. We get the club music. Uh, we get the fucking stock club music where it's just a beat and a woman going, what? Over it the whole time. It's really good. Uh, he kills the shit out of this guy. And then it turns out, uh, it was just a regular dude. It wasn't a demon. <laughs> so Rafe is very upset. Uh, he's walking around moping, talking about how he he's never taken a man's life before. Uh, my job is to protect people. I killed an innocent man. It's like, I, mean, I was about to rape that woman. What are you fucking talking about? But he's real upset. But uh, luckily, uh, the cuck boy and the parapsychologist find out within like five minutes. Like, oh, don't worry. It's actually a demon that switches bodies with corpses, so it's actually okay that you murdered this man in the middle of the street. Uh, this demon, it wants to keep jumping bodies until it finds someone powerful enough to cause global chaos. And of course, with this budget, that means a state senator that's going into surgery. So, the plan is in motion. The, the demon is body hopping all around, just like going to the morgue and just hopping in different corpses, moving its way up the ladder. Meanwhile, a lady parapsychologist befriends a cop. The one cop on the force who believes in possession. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wouldn't you believe it? <laughs> the cop leads her to the hospital the senator is staying at. The demon takes over the cop. Uh, she's very upset because she's, she's grown quite smitten here. And a lot of the dialogue is... It feels like it was written by like a 13-year-old who doesn't know what sex is. Because the way she talks about like having a crush on this man is unbelievably embarrassing for like two people in their mid-30s who are hunting demons. But uh, So yeah, that guy dies. It body hops into the doctor that's going to operate on the senator, right? Now things are tense. Because like, oh my god, if he gets in the senator, he might be able to... I don't know. Uh, he'll be able to do something bad, though. Um, he announces, oh shit. 
<laughs> I forgot that this is what happened here. So before he escapes, he's in the he's still in the hot cop boyfriend, and he announces his big plan that when I take over the Senate, which I don't know how you do that with the one lady senator from insert state name here because this was filmed in Canada and they didn't give a state. People have the right to carry grenades in 40 states. And then Rafe literally kicks the door down, pulls out two pistols and says, how about the right to bear arms? Which is the right <laughs> they already have, you fucking moron. Uh, the demon escapes, goes into the doctor. We go into the operating room. Uh, he pulls out a scalpel, uh, stands over the bed, says some shit, pulls back the cover to reveal that Rafe has taken the senator's place. He looks at him and says, Hey, Doc, what's up? And then pulls out a sword. <laughs> he pulls out a sword, looks at the scalpel and says, Why don't you try this blade? It's a little sharper. And then he kicks the doctor in the face, takes him out in the hallway, murders him with a sword. No one sees this. They're like, man, that was crazy. We should work together. And then it abruptly switched to the next episode because Tubi cut out the end credits. So I actually watched five minutes of the next episode. <laughs> Strong, strong <coughs> recommend. Still the best show on TV. Asterisk. And I think that's it for me. <laughs> I watched that this morning because I wanted to end on a positive note. And let me tell you, I had a pretty good day. <laughs> it's a really good show. Oh. You know what's a really good show, though, is uh, the show called Spencer Confidential. It's like a lean hour 50. There's nothing you can cut out of it. <laughs> I, I wish we had more of this. Maybe 22 episodes of Spencer solving crimes. By the way, that, that kind of... See, that's the thing. See, ordinarily, the too high. The, the movie is if two they... hours long already. Uh, which reminds me. One of the... Uh, I was going through like season four of uh, Gold Rush. First episode is an hour and a half. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So... <laughs> Spencer Confidential by Peter Berg. Now, for those of you who don't know, Peter Berg has done a whole lot of Mark Wahlberg movies, and Mar Mark Wahlberg is, for some reason, associated with Boston. I don't know why. Anyway, I don't get it. This uh, this movie starts with a Boston song. <laughs> Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> and uh, then it's like just like the instrumental part, the part where the keyboards go go boodly 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 boodly. Then that's uh, all. That Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Then Mark Wahlberg. Uh, beats the shit out of a cop and is sentenced to prison <laughs> and uh, is confronted by white nationalist gang leader Post Malone and <laughs> beats the shit out of the... Uh, well, first, uh, it's um, Stan Lee says, kick their asses, and uh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> there's, so many, there's so many Mark Wahlberg prison quips here. It's... Yeah. Honestly, oppressive. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> Wait, uh, Parker, you do a better Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to detour. Tell okay. me everything you know about Post Malone right well, now before okay. we continue. Now I want to no know your whole. I've been familiar with Mr. Malone for some time. Actually, I think he goes by Mr. Post. He uh, he is ostensibly I'm Mr. Post. Actually, <laughs> he is ostensibly. <laughs> That's good. He is ostensibly a musician. Uh, what he makes technically qualifies his music, and his concerts get a lot of people coming to them for reasons I'm, I'm not really sure why. He's got he's got a lot of face tattoos and neck tattoos and finger tattoos and stuff, 
And so, you know, he probably spent a little bit of time behind bars. So I, I thought he was making like stoner music or something like that. And a couple of the songs I listened to back, I don't even remember why I was, I guess I was like with some friends and they were like, oh, turn on the radio. And like Post Malone was on there. And his music, to put it terribly, fucking sucks. It is not yeah. for me. And uh, for a while, I just kind of forgot about him. I thought he was just like a meme rapper or something like that. Because he's so fucking hideous. And there's a lot of people who only like music because like, oh, that rapper's cute. I want him to fuck me. And you look at like Post Malone and it's like, no woman goes to his concerts for him. He's fucking hideous with the fucking beard and everything. Anyway. God, I uh, wish you were right. I wish I was right too. <laughs> anyway, uh, I saw a couple of his music videos that were done on uh, Beavis and Butthead, and they were really, really funny the way they made fun of him. Yeah, we got to the bottom of it. Yeah. That's how you know there the songs. No, I knew it. No, I was no, with no, no, some no. friends listening into my automobile. Also, they were on Beavis and Butthead. Like, yeah, yeah fuck you, buddy. Yeah, that's how what I was saying. <laughs> no, I, no I, I had known about him for... Uh, for some time and for the longest time i thought post malone was black and then someone posted a picture it's like is that just like his roadie or something no that's the real post malone he just that's the thing it's like those weren't even like his prison clothes in the movie he just dresses like that shit all the time uh and they thought yeah let's put him in a movie i will say he does look like a leader of a white nationalist gang with all the fucking face tattoos and everything and then we see the world's worst fight scene with uh, the rest <laughs> of the Boston song that was playing at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> the editing in this fight scene is a warning Perfect. for the rest of the movie. It's so fucking horrendous. <laughs> well, Chris, you have to understand they're in prison, the so they don't have, they they don't have access. Away. Yeah, I guess. There's a part where, where fucking uh, Marky Mark gets shivved Right, right in the kidneys. And he just pulls it out. I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> hey, Mark, uh, we're doing these cool fight scenes. Do you think you can still do them? Yeah, probably. That'd be fine. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, hang on. So good movie so far. <laughs> You're already into it. You're locked I in. Love, you have a I love prison fight. fights. I love quips. Like you, everything's great so far. I love, you Boston. love Boston. Yeah, we all. I, love well, I mean, we're all on record. Uh, all three on. of us. That's right. You just. It only see. takes three to love Boston. So he gets out, and everyone in the town hates him for. Let me recheck my notes here. Fighting a corrupt cop. <laughs> all right. Every single person in this. I was going to say the state of Boston, but you know what? I it's, stand by yeah, it. Yeah, you can They despise this man for beating up a corrupt police chief. Well, no one despises him more than his girlfriend, played by Eliza Holy Schlesinger. Christ. Are you guys familiar with the most uh, <laughs> Are you guys familiar with this young woman's work? No, I just am very familiar with her Boston accent, which is the best she, in this movie. She uh she is a somewhat well-known uh, stand-up comedian. I've uh, I've actually watched a lot of her work. I'm a fan of her work. I think she's very funny. Then Still? I saw this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite a performance. <laughs> this I think the word I, you're looking for is exhausting. Dude, I, uh, I, I can't emphasize enough. I, it's like Sometimes it's like a little sound or little motion that's funnier than everything else like Parker the one that you've mentioned before is when someone stands up in a chair really fast so the guy like squeaks on the floor 
there is a scene in which uh, he's like, uh, he, he like he leaves prison. He sees his uh, girlfriend there. He's like, oh shit, hide me, hide me from my beautiful blonde girlfriend. And he's like, what gives? I thought she'd want to see you again. And then we do a flashback to when he got sent to prison. She's like, five years in prison <laughs> and she's dumping <laughs> trash cans off of the balcony the voice that she does at one point she roars like the beast from beauty and the beast and like i looked up from my phone it's just a little much like what the, <laughs> what the fuck did i just put on here <laughs> what the hell's going on here lady well, i love you so I'm much i'm like they're going for that <laughs> uh, no, this, is, this is pitch perfect yeah my dumb, hot bitch wife is always halfway through a werewolf transformation. I hate her so much. My, my, Sometimes I feel like you've never even been to Boston. You know, it, let's not say things. All right, guys, let's, 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 let's be cool here. That's, that's, that's what I thought about you when we were driving in Baltimore and you couldn't find a parking garage. <laughs> I thought you knew that place. To be fair, three of those were closed. Yeah, go to the open one. All right, so... Uh, we got there. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, at one point, uh, after, you know, I didn't take the best notes of this because uh, the note I took for that was, whoa, what's with his girlfriend's voice? And the next <laughs> note is, what the fuck is this? Correct. <laughs> and again, I, I like her Still comedy. I don't have that answer for you. I, I, think, I think her Sam comedy is pretty funny, but, uh, you know, I don't know what she was told. To, maybe it was like uh, the Lady Ghostbusters thing where the director's like, just keep throwing out lines. Just do say anything that comes to mind. We need something fill in the blanks here. Because we're not getting much from M'Baku from Black Panther. Hey, Pete, are you, you're just going to keep the good ones, right? They're all gold. They're all staying in the movie. Yeah. That's well, right, though. Baby. <laughs> all right, so Peter Berg has to go live with... Uh, it looks like the the grandpa figure from um, fucking uh, uh, The Sopranos, but it turns out that's actually Alan Arkin, who won an Academy Award. Who I thought died 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the Academy Award he won for was uh, Little Miss Sunshine, which I've never seen. So, uh, that's all right. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I think my brother likes it, which is weird. Anyway, uh, he is just some guy who owns... Uh, Parker in in Britain they would call this a flat in Boston, and uh, <laughs> I think this he, is a lorry actually. He, he's uh, decided to hire it out to the local black guy, which is uh, just was is his name just Hawk? Boy. Boy, no one's more surprised than Mark Wahlberg when he hears rap music in this house. <laughs> what? I yeah. just got out of prison, old man. I have to hear blacks? It's like, oh shit, <laughs> we have an hour left of this movie. This is where the comedy starts really... Because I'll, I'll spoil this for you guys. I didn't laugh out loud once. Uh, but when he opens the door and he sees Hawk brushing his teeth and they just kind of stare at each other, and Hawk says that hilarious line, Hey, go away. And he just closes the door. Classic. Oh, man. Can't live with him. Can't live without him, right? <laughs> your dad's just arms crossed like, you don't know what I would do here, son. No, the scene that really, like, broke me was uh, they both have to sleep in the same room. That's not what? fun. And then, like, the dog comes up. There are laws like, against this, sir. <laughs> the laws. Uh, sorry, the laws. The, the dog jumps up on uh, Hawk's face and is, like, licking him and stuff. And Mark's staring at him, and I, I keep thinking, it's like, is he going to say, hey, get that dog out of here? No dog's allowed on the bed. He says, hey, give me back my dog. And he slowly hands the dog over to him. And he picks him up and he looks Mark Wahlberg's face instead. 
And then the next scene happens. There's nothing. There's no fucking punchline. There's just that's the entire scene. Mark I was going Wahlberg insane. In the cook chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie sets up a lot of jokes and like I don't know, man. Just just have someone yell something. All right, next scene. Good. Yeah. Often that person is Liza Schlesinger. Uh, let's talk about where he goes to the bar. Gets the absolute dog shit kicked out of him. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Well, I was really into it there. Yeah. Well, uh, just just for the the folks at home, he has to go to the bar because uh, that police chief that he beat up got the fucking dog shit murdered out of him by gang members. But also they framed an, an innocent good cop for it. So he's now trying to get uh, uncover the truth for this cop's wife. So oh, that's yeah. where we're at. Quick question. Uh, so this innocent cop who was framed in Boston, how would you describe his uh, appearance? Would you say he's a black man who was framed for murder? Yes. Weird. <laughs> Crazy. Now, I how that happened. I, I don't want to talk about the innocent cop who was framed for the murder of two compatriots. I want to talk about his son. <laughs> Parker. <laughs> <laughs> this performance. <laughs> It was one Look, of these things. We got one afternoon with this kid. Just say the line. <laughs> it took him a lot. I want to talk about his final line in the movie where, uh, I guess spoilers for the thing, it's like they the good guys win and they clear the name of uh, the innocent cop. And I guess uh, his widow is just satisfied with that because she looks at the screen and says, smiles, aw, possibly clear. Now he gets a, a Boston cop funeral. <laughs> so, <laughs> which means, uh, I guess, throwing Great, now we get to have more people throw garbage at us <laughs> and call me slurs and, while I bury my And their husband. son points at the screen without looking at it and says, Daddy. <laughs> I, I was he got body snatched. Dude, I was <laughs> I was reminded remember in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Alex, it's a it's an animated movie. Uh, there's that scene in which the that guy with like the axe in his head is he's uh face to face with that giant Easter bunny. He just points and he goes, Bunny That's that kid's voice throughout the whole movie. <laughs> goes it up to Hawk Are you a giant? Yeah, sure. Can you help me flip Enough. my bed? <laughs> I, I, if this kid were in all of the fucking movies that had an annoying kid in them, like we would like all those movies at least one star more. Oh yeah, absolutely. This kid, this kid is so bad that it actually kind of gets him out of the way faster. And, uh, you know, we appreciate that here. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're not here for the children. That's no one's going to edit this shit. It's like, well, this, we had like thirty pages in the script of this kid. We gotta ax these real quick. Holy yeah. shit! I mean, that's the thing is, that, like, you can't even really get into this. Which, by the way, the story is based on a book that uh, I have to imagine the author who uh, of that book is probably looking at this feeling like Stephen King when he walks the lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> the author's name is Ace, so you know. Oh, never mind. He's probably like in that. the movie in some way. He was he was the dog. <laughs> so. so uh, <laughs> so either he's fierce in this adaptation or this book is one in a series of like 35 and yeah it's all dog shit like this right yeah uh apparently someone read the book and then they watched the movie it's like yeah outside of like the character names it's it's just not the same thing at all so uh let's see um oh yeah mark Wahlberg has to teach this huge guy how to box <laughs> hold on hold on time out time out uh so the author of this book uh, sacked Danny Werfel in college. Do, oh wait, do you mean he fired him from a job or something? Or did, 
on a football no, game. No, no, he, he, oh, okay. he put his hands on him during a football game. All right, I was thinking about Victoria. All right, so. <laughs> That's fair, you know. I, I, I need, to be, I need to be clearer with my slang. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, chuffing hecked right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Parker, what does chuffing hecked mean? Oh. I don't know, but there are 40 Spencer novels. My apologies. I was that, like, whoa. <laughs> the author. Right, next week's episode, everybody <laughs> <take> one. <laughs> whoever reads more. <laughs> yeah, whoever reads more. No, please, no. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see if there's any clickle articles about the Spencer series. <laughs> Barker, do a control F. Is there any one of the Spencer novels that's just called Spencer's Gifts? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. There's one called Playmates. Hang on, let's see what that oh, is. Oh, oh. <laughs> Straighten my tie here. <laughs> ah, the Wikipedia page is one sentence long. Good. Is that good? Love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that well. bad. Yeah, uh, anyway, they do some more uh, detective work, which, by the way, their detective work is uh, just Mark Wahlberg sitting down with a pencil and a piece of paper saying, who killed the good guys? And, like, a circle around it and pointing to a line. Why? <laughs> and <there's, laughs> he does, like, a triangle between, like, three different cops. He it's got paid the $30 million a quiet place. <laughs> that was Loud a noise? <laughs> Question marks? I, I, did like the, the, I did like the line on, like, the job where it says, how do we stop them? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah uh, man, now, now, now 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 is a fair time to give the people what they want with this fucking bar fight <laughs> all right yeah so he goes into a uh a bar a cop bar and uh yeah a cop bar and cap, uh cap bar. yeah man and he goes into a bathroom <laughs> it's getting close to me <laughs> so <laughs> goes into the bathroom uh, to confront a guy who looks like danny tamborelli uh grown up <laughs> just before before we get into the bathroom, just know that all the ambiance we have for this bar is that Sweet Caroline is playing and the Red Sox are on TV. Can I can I just say really quick, we don't actually like that song. <laughs> False. It is disagree. It is a Wrong. mystery. We all sing it ironically. We hate it so yeah. much. No, we no we don't. We don't like that. Fucking actually, song. the jokes on you guys. You know, only us fans get it. No, we. I'm going to tell you this <laughs> the right best now. Best fans in baseball. Every Red Sox fan I've ever met. I've talked to them, and neither one of them like that song either so <laughs> oh yeah you've only met two you've lived in was, maryland for 30 years and there's only two red sox fans here fuck that's you that's a good second half reveal yeah <laughs> i meet two that's red sox point. fans while pacing in the bathroom of my own house dude i uh, uh look that's i where just they live <laughs> look i i just happen to <laughs> that's where we drink <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is bigger than that other one we got to. No, look, I, uh, I I can't stand Neil Simon. I don't fucking or Neil Diamond. Sorry. Yeah, I I don't get the appeal is it of that because song. of the blackface. No, look, no, that's that's if like anything, the I mean, one thing going in his favor. I I, th- <laughs> I, th- I thought that's why Boston used it as their anthem. No, actually, I think I, I think I could be wrong. I think I did some research. I was like, what the fucking deal is with that song? And apparently, it just happened. One time, someone's like, "I don't know, play a fucking song during like the seventh inning stretch or whatever," and they played it, and it got to the bop, bop, bop thing, and everyone did along with it. They're like, "All right, that's a new tradition." And now I look. I've talked to a lot of Boston fans. People fucking hate that song, and they really hate it when you play it when they're losing, which happens every single game. <laughs> so it's <laughs> a good bit, actually. Yeah. I I don't get it, man. I don't, I fucking don't get it. Which is kind of what made me think. 
Man, I think Peter Berg just actually hates us. And fair. But still. Anyway, uh, then he goes to a cop bar. It's just like, yo, I'm a, I'm a great fighter. I'm teaching this huge guy how to fight. I kicked a bunch of... I kicked the shit out of a bunch of prisoners. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they beat him up and they throw him out of the bar. And uh, he, he goes... Uh, where, where does he go? Across the street to like get the footage. He destroys a fucking machine. It's like, where's the tape in this thing? <laughs> Look, this movie only actually made me sort of laugh once, and it was Mark Wahlberg demanding this poor store clerk give him the cloud. <laughs> Which, by the way, that really that got to me because at the beginning of the movie, there's a shot where it says he was booked in the prison in 2014, and he was in there for six years. This movie was released in 2020. They weren't still using VHS tapes at 20... Well, it's Boston, so probably. <laughs> well, no, they were using the cloud. Duh. The entire time you're watching this movie, your dad's just a force ghost behind you, like, yeah, I don't know what that is either, son. <laughs> I mean, like, what? Are the, how do you put stuff in the cloud? I mean, how this do you is, get videos from there. I mean, this isn't this all just a joke from King of the Hill, anyway? It's like, all right, where's the ass on this thing? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't realize that King of the Hill had sole rights to make fun of old people that don't understand technology. My mistake. They do. Well, uh, he gets the footage and he shows it to Hawk, who's betrayed how box. He's like, wow, you got the chick in there. He's like, there are like more of them. It's like, no, wait. I mean, look really at this. bearing the lead that the fight uh, that Sweet Caroline plays a second time while he gets the shit. Yeah, I, they do that with like <laughs> a couple different songs. Song in this one. There's like a lot of dad rock in here, and it's fucking pissing me off because there's a lot of songs I really like. Not Sweet Caroline. Is that how it earned all one and a half stars you gave it? It's so fucking funny. That that's a song that you could sink a fight to. You could literally just sink a fight to the bop bop boss, but they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't care enough that's to even the thing. do that. If this it's had been just like playing in the background. If this had been like uh Kingsman or something like that, there would have been like gunshots for each one. That was probably like the trailer for this. The bop 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 that would have been bam bam bam. It's like that's him fighting the Drug lords or something. <laughs> do they do trailers for Netflix movies? I don't actually know. <laughs> I think you know, they like, do. They might as well have just been playing on someone's phone that was taking a piss next to him. <laughs> There's no impact. You know how we Why are in Boston. We just <laughs> we we pull up to the urinal. Are you gonna pick that up? Nah, I gotta let it ring for a second. I get to the bop bop buzz and I'll pick up. <laughs> for for instead of a courtesy flush, we just do this. <laughs> Oh damn! Someone light a candle in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we get to make fun of someone else's culture for once. <laughs> this feels good. I see why you guys do this all the time. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, this is like, damn it. We have an entire episode of the Immortal where he goes to the Wild Wild West and even get to say, "Get a dog, little longies." <sighs> <laughs> it's a real missed opportunity. Yeah, I know. much like they're used to Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Well, uh, so anyways, just to reiterate, I, I know we touched on it, but just to really paint a picture, because none of you are going to watch this, it's Mark Wahlberg who looks between forty-five and sixty-five, depending on what the lighting is in that scene, and then Winston Duke, who is large. Yes, he's and very. This whole movie's like, all right, man, I'm going to teach you a thing or two, a thing or two, how to throw a punch. Like he could break you like Bane <laughs> right now <laughs> and he's just like nah, nah you gotta you gotta step into it like this it's the most obnoxious thing you don't have to and be also, strong to punch hard I'm like oh my god <laughs> and also you know he's thinking it the whole time like, come on yeah. the tension 
We know who Mark Wahlberg is. The tension is palpable. That's why they had to make him a boxer so they could hide his like uh, his fist flexing underneath the glove. <laughs> him doing the Arthur fist every time yeah. he talks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I turned to call your orange juice. <laughs> just freaking out. You just, just what? Oh, that's okay. By the way, Fridge needs a new door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> so then Mark Wahlberg gets attacked by a nanny dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to grab something from the kitchen. Right, was not gone more than thirty seconds. I come back and he's fighting a dog. What the fuck? <laughs> happened? Uh, so he jumped a fence to shortcut through somebody's yard, and then the dog broke a fence post and chased him down. And then he jumped over the fence again. He's like, "Whew, glad I'm out of there." And then the fence was just unlocked the whole time. So the dog runs through it and keeps mauling him. Yeah. So the dog kicks the <laughs> shit out of him. It's just, just you know, Mark Wahlberg gets the absolute <laughs> shit kicked out of the entire movie. And I like this black owner across the way being like, "What are you doing with that damn dog?" And <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> thank you Mr. Scatman Crothers thank you so much for showing up thank you Parker for doing that voice for me that was actually Parker's hey no problem man <laughs> do my best that was your impression of Nick Mullen doing an old black man that was beautiful that's actually my impression of Nick Mullen doing an impression of a black woman so <laughs> oh, fair enough yeah. oh it should be said uh, so this whole thing is he's decided he has to clear this innocent dead cop's name this all came about because he saw the report and he went, I went to the academy with that guy. He was the happiest guy I knew. You've been in prison for five years. Exactly. So at minimum, he was happy five years ago at minimum. That means there's no way he could have killed himself. Buddy, let me tell you, a lot can happen in five years. That shit can change rapidly. Especially if you're but a that's, cop. He gets his... He gets his bug up. Is it like five years on the force in Boston as a black cop? He's like, well, there's no way some could have actually been wrong with him. I, I smell something foul afoot in here. <laughs> it must be tracksuit Charlie. <laughs> Dude, when they just sit down, literally in the middle of the movie, he's like, "Hey, so I'm your I'm your roommate who's black. This is kind of weird." Hey, tell me what the plot of the movie is. And he just introduces four characters you've never heard of before and gives you the whole story. What happened here? How did we get to this point? How do we get to 50 minutes in? He's like, okay, so here's what actually happened. Here's all the stuff we didn't show you instead. Did you want this to be longer? I mean, maybe just cut out some scenes earlier and then have scenes where we learn who any of these people are. We say thank you to Mr. Berg. Instead of sitting on a bench. Yeah, we say thank you to Mr. Berg for Patriot's Day, (laughs) Mile 22, Deepwater Horizon. (laughs) So, uh... Alright, so here's the plot of this movie I'm in. Uh, there's a bunch of people we've never referenced yet, and they might have killed this guy. He's like, wow, they killed an innocent cop. I'm in. <laughs> it's like, bet? My roommate could come home tomorrow and say that. I'll be like, man, you, good luck uh, on your journey, brother. No. You find peace. No, no, no. That's not what what got him to help. It was finding out that tracksuit Charlie murdered a cat. Which, to be I'm fair, not... I, did, I did not need to see that cat nailed to the door. Yeah, didn't but, appreciate know. it. Yeah, also, that was kind I'm of not going to go, go... I'm not going to fight my local police department and be like, damn, that's fucked up. So let's really do something about that. See, this is I'm the not th- trying to get beheaded by a machete. The thing about the, like, the, the dead cat thing is this kind of feels like a PG-13 that they felt the need to bump up to an R or something. And the one that really gets me is the sex scene with Eliza Schlesinger. 
which uh, <laughs> dude oh my god which I are we sure that was a sex scene are we sure that wasn't just like extremely successful dry humping or something cause he never even unzips his fly he's just, he's just grinded against her to the point where they almost destroy a bathroom sink in the and everyone in the restaurant can hear all this too also, she seems to not like him very much. Why does she suddenly want him? That's because she's from Boston. She has an edge to her. You should know this, Chris. Yeah, you know all about Boston women. Yeah, this is my fault. <laughs> uh, you did this. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't going to Look say at it, you. And now, Just I've honestly, my nose uh, never... I've never made a woman climax, so I wouldn't know. Me Do you typically hear the meal go socks when you're giving them the business? <laughs> Well, look, I mean, if they're playing, then... <laughs> if they're on... Good luck. I'm not superstitious, but... If they're we playing, go... we're watching the game. I think we should go in this Bennigan's and dry hump each other until like round third. <laughs> look, maybe that's just the thing the Phillies needed. <laughs> Sorry, I just pulled up the IMDb and it says Post Malone as Squeeb and I almost threw my phone at the wall. <laughs> That is, in fact, that's actually his birth name. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, they they go and they find out uh, that was uh, the the innocent cop was wearing a wire, and he finds out all the details. And they go to the FBI, and the FBI is like, oh, "I'm busy." And uh, they go to the... <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good bit, actually. Yeah. I can't find all this information. No, no, and they roll the window <laughs> up. <laughs> that's really good. They uh, they confront the uh, the evil man who likes to chew on a toothpick, and they're like, "We're going to expose you." He's like, "Fuck out of here!" They're like, "Ah, oh, well played." <laughs> so they're like, "All right, we're oh, just yeah. going to we're, we'll I have can, to handle." I can this. prove the entire Boston PD is corrupt because I have my friend Mark Marin. It's like, well, <laughs> you're getting executed. Oh yeah, well, he's right. in this. I just I just need to state for the record that uh, they do go back to prison to talk to Squeeb. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. <laughs> it's, it's very important to the story because they're like, he's like, I'm not talking to you guys. Fuck you guys. Older. I shank you for reasons. He's like, well, what if your wife fucked black guy? And he's like, all right, I'll tell you everything. Mbaku's going to black your wife if you don't tell me who gave me it. All right, fine, fine. Just don't tell anyone. It's like, all right. That's an interesting turn for this movie to take, I guess. Black is a verb. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. The this language is, evolves over time. This is for duo. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, the bad guy gets the drop of the by kidnapping Alan Arkin, who is clearly <laughs> done with this movie. <laughs> this scene is he's, he's, Was he ever not done with this movie? He doesn't he give up a shit. <laughs> Yeah, and he is uh, begging to be executed. And if he wasn't already, then when Eliza Schlesinger goes to the dog track to meet up with him, she goes, <laughs> "Oh my God, were you violated <laughs> sexually?" Dog track. <laughs> He's like, "What?" She's like, "Did you do butt stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> shrieking harpy just ripping this 100 year old man's like please god put a bag over my head so we get a stand in to do the rest of my lines the man has an oscar <laughs> i've started hundreds of pictures what do you want me to say here dude I nah i kept thinking never of, come scream at me instead i kept thinking about when they had james hong and r.i.p.d <laughs> <laughs> it's like doesn't he deserve a little bit better than this 
two people on <coughs> one on each elbow, like walking him up. All right, in this scene, you're gonna argue about orange juice. Like, sick. Love this. Thank you so much. And he's just in the backseat of that car. Let me tell you, they just let him riff too. We're really just <laughs> letting people go off. That's what they would do, movie, you know. Because they're from Boston. An hour and fifty minutes. Could not cut any of this for time. When you've got gold like that, you can't leave it on the cutting room floor. Ugh. Well, that well, we agree, at least. Yeah, well, it's important that we see every last drop of this movie. So it turns out Mark Wahlberg's old partner was crooked the whole time. What? Well, you mean the bad guy is the only other character with the speaking role? You're kidding me. There's no way. And they have a big throwdown fight that looks <laughs> real good. <laughs> they have a big throwdown fight because Mark Wahlberg has him dead to rights. And the guy goes, what are you going to do, kill me? And he's like, no, I'm going to fight you like a man. And then he puts his gun down and they punch each other. <laughs> <laughs> this guy owns, who kidnapped his grandpa is going to execute all of them cartel styles. Like, you're right, I will fight with honor on guard. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, they just go straight then, to fisticuffs. And then just like that, the movie ends with a citizen's arrest. Well, <laughs> that's not how the movie ends. It doesn't ends. quite end yet. Yeah, we have yeah. to talk about oh, yeah, 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 a little they, bit more. Then Eliza Schlesinger is just like, babe! <laughs> He's like, what is it, dear? <laughs> I want you to take me out for some fucking lobster! <laughs> He's like... Okay, and they go to a lobster restaurant, and uh, they put a they put a small <laughs> tank. Back up, little. No, 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 no. We're not we're not bypassing this detail. We've gotten title cards for the different neighborhoods in Boston throughout this movie. Yeah, Lincoln, little... you'll miss them because, like, other than Southie, I don't know what any of these words mean. Oh, you don't know uh, Walpole. <laughs> <laughs> I do not, in fact, know Walpole. Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> but she talks about how his stupid fucking dog can't understand him. And it's like, you gotta take me out for some lobster right now. And then it just says, lobster. In and a it giant says, title card. It, it says it from, like, the edge of the screen to the other edge of the screen. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, yeah, they're actually Oppressive. getting... Yeah, they're actually getting, uh... Lobster. They're not getting lobster rolls, just full on lobster. <laughs> They're getting the world's shittiest hot dogs. Like, did you see what happened to those fucking hot dogs? The close-ups of them dipping eating those lobsters. <laughs> I'm not a vegetarian, but for a second I was like, you know, maybe maybe we shouldn't be eating animals. Vegetarians can eat seafood. Disgusting thing. Vegetarians eat seafood, dude. It's allowed. I uh, I happen to love lobster. Disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. I've had, I happen to love lobster. It's one of my favorite foods. Uh. I don't need to hear people fucking talk about it the whole time. Alan Arkin just goes off script. He's like, hey, I used to work on a boat and I used to get the lobster out of the boxes and poor bastards. Oh, did the lobsters look like this? Yeah. yeah. And then. It's gold. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep rolling. Keep then they rolling. look at the. I'm old. They look I'm at the doctor. <laughs> then that's. I honestly, dude, I'd rather look at the, like, the lobsters being broken in half than look at those fucking, like. Boiled in dirty dishwater hot dogs that they break in half and dip in mustard. Put those fucking hot dogs down. <laughs> and he's like, hey, wait, that's my old friend from high school. They had a little 
firefighter friend. He's getting arrested. Yeah. It was like, oh, I knew this guy yeah. 35 years ago. He would never do what they're saying he did. Getting and, walked out of the fire. And <laughs> Alan Arkin yelling. says three times, Hey, change the channel. The Bruins are playing. I know what that. Those are from Boston. I know who that is. More than a feeling. <laughs> I really want to know when this movie took place. If the Bruins and Red Sox were simultaneously playing, because it only could have been like three weeks on either end, right? It well, sort of. It's kind of there's a little bit of crossover in there. Uh, this would have been early in the Sox season, late in the Bruins season, and yeah, uh, would it, it would have had to be April, if, right? If would, yeah, something like that. It would have been 2020. Shit, we weren't even good then. <laughs> I, I know, that's what I'm saying. You weren't in the fucking playoffs. No, neither. I know. No, I'm aware. Trust me. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, stay tuned for the next Spencer Confidence longingly at the TV like, damn, I knew this guy 40 years ago. He would never do a crime. I'm going to go vigilante again. Staring into the camera like someone, anyone, Mark Wahlberg, please prove my innocence. <laughs> if anyone's out there who's a rogue agent who would like to disavow my haters, please help me. I need a real you. vigilante. I, I really thought that this was going to be one of those things where he looks directly into like, the TV news camera and says, Spencer, help me! And the title like spins up onto like, the thing. <laughs> Man, better movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> It's got, like, real 70s graphics, his, like The Love Witch. His bat signal is just, like, some poor, like, middle-aged Korean <laughs> man standing there, and he just, like, <laughs> merges fucking shadows. <laughs> just, just RKO him. <laughs> <laughs> silhouette of Batman coming out of some dark corner. <laughs> 65-year-old Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> like, people don't forget, old man. With chains wrapped around his knuckles. <laughs> I saw what you did with those booby traps. <laughs> I saw a good man there. You didn't. I, I do like the idea of him like tiptoeing up the eye with like the music that I've done. Dun, 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 dun. But it's interrupted because Liza Sutton goes, Hey, what are you doing to the old guy? So I I'm sorry, anywhere. I can't. I can't picture Mark Wahlberg tiptoeing anywhere. <laughs> You know he does. Waking he, up at four a.m. to work out and pray. He is. He is about the same height as Gary Oldman was in Tiptoes. One of these fucking guys would just be like in an alley, like you know, finally isolated from the group, and he'd walk out and go, "You know, you shouldn't hang out in fucking alleys by your fucking self." <laughs> what are you doing this alley? Try to suck a coffee? What? <laughs> I was just buying fentanyl, sir. I'm not a homosexual. <laughs> you know, it's that... fucking gay. Oh, good. Uh-oh. Robin's here. <laughs> Reaching out. That's her siren call. <laughs> now we found our angle, boys. Yeah. We figured this out. This partner in crime. Yeah. Sorry, large black man. You have to be third build because this screeching whore is going to round the corner. Dude, that's the thing I thought was going to happen when she locks him in the bathroom to fuck him. I thought they were going to have like a kung fu fight sequence or something. <laughs> I'm really mad at you for getting arrested all those years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we turned into Dr. Girlfriend now? I know, I, I just, it, it was either that or Pat or Yoselma. Five years! It's like, oh my god, there's still there's still a hundred minutes left, please. I can't take Baby, I, I, I told you I went down for doing the right thing. You know you missed Ortiz's retirement ceremony. <laughs> what am I supposed to tell his family? 
Sent them a lovely basket and a cod. Great. Thank you. I was having a hard time fighting races every day. Ted Wakefield died. He didn't even watch the town. (laughs) (laughs) Another hour getting tacked on at the end of this episode. (laughs) I just just want to delay the game of games as much as I can. (laughs) Nothing good's coming from that. Yeah. What? Well, oh. we have another Patriots win to talk about this week that you, none of oh. us are on the other side of. Oops. Great. Three thirty, motherfucker. Big week for Boston. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it, shall we? I slept through that game, woke up to my phone, and the first email I said was like, Patriots send you a win. Hey, 25% off t-shirts. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Uh, First things first, it's an even week. You get to throw two teams back. Oh, Oh, shit. Can you send me the list again? Uh, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to share this document again. Yeah, thank Link you. Is, is it, oh, it's a document. The link can be, yeah, it's Google Doc. Yeah. It's easier than sharing my screen and breaking Parker's computer. That's a good point, yeah. It's, you know. And it has to be a, a team with a green in it, right? Has They have to be in green, and it can't be one you've thrown back already. So those are listed oh. at the bottom. Oh, okay, what is Damn. You can't just keep throwing back the fucking dolphins. <laughs> Fuck you. In that case, uh, I, I'm going to throw back the dolphins because I haven't thrown it back yet. So. Alright. And uh, oh, what other good-ass teams do I have? Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Eagles call. Yeah, that's the only team that makes sense. Alright. Right, Parker, you got... Quick. Is Kansas City playing? Uh... This they week? Are. Oh, they're playing yeah. Denver. Yeah, go and toss them back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kansas City back in the pool for Parker. Uh, I would also say Eagles, but there's a there's a non-zero chance they somehow biff it to Washington at Washington. Yeah, but Correct. you don't have to take them this week, right? You don't have to take them this week, no. Right, exactly. So maybe you like throw them back and save them for later or something like that. Maybe if you don't have somebody that you like immediately need that you think is going to make the playoffs, just right. Yeah, that, that's also yeah. Let's see. Do I have to do two? Yes. Okay. Why would remember, you not do two? It's re- really free. Oh wait, yeah, yeah Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore's yeah. playing Arizona. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> remember, Sorry, Parker, I tried to get out of it because I just didn't want to play the game of games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna throw back my Lions. I that was I was thinking that would be a good choice there. And I'm gonna do something very, very stupid and throw back my Chargers. Hell yeah, dude. Right. I believe, dude. There's right, some so games now, with shit. now you can Well you can get a you can get a free win with anybody you want. I'm just gonna go ahead and take mine on the Bears, because there's just no way I'm picking the Bears in any game for the rest of the season. Oh wait, we get free wins though? Alright. Uh yeah, yeah, no, you throw two back, you get a free win. Oh, right, 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 I forgot. Uh, in that case, jeez, <laughs> I'm wondering, should I get, should I get to the minus I one of the I was like, wait, why am I putting this back in? Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a second, how does this work? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, hmm, damn, this is tough, because, like, for me, it's between the Bears, which I feel is the obvious choice, but... They do still play the Panthers once. 
Yeah, I know. Also, you're negative one with the Bears, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that just gets you back to zero. Oh, yeah. Well, zero All I want to do is just... I'm just looking at, like, Houston, Carolina. It's like, I just want to pick both. <laughs> <laughs> one of them's got to even out. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Uh, which team fucking sucks today? Oh, uh, how about give me my free one for the Giants? The New York Giants. Everybody is done with the Giants. <laughs> we did it. Unless you well, think they're, they're making the playoffs. Actually, you know, the weird thing is, like, they're playing the Jets, so... <laughs> it's a possibility. But the Jets have a defense, so... Yeah. <laughs> that is true. All right, Parker, who you got, buddy? Oh, give me those Panthers, please. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to watch a snap. No, yeah, they're fucking bad, All right. dude. Wretched. All right, well, uh, first things first. There's an NFC East game this week. Eagles at Washington. Anybody can have that one for free. I, oh, I'll take the Eagles. Parker, you already have both of these teams in there, so... I still want to so bad, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm also going to take the Eagles. I think yeah. that one, uh... I if it's... I lose that, I think I can get two more wins. Right, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, we also have a deal of the week. Uh, thought long and hard about this one, except not really, because it's obviously Atlanta at the Titans. Oh my god. Man, god. that's... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, you guys know who's starting at quarterback for the Titans this week? No. I don't even know who they're Neither starting. Neither do they. I don't know who the Falcons are starting at running back. I think Blowjob's still hurt. <laughs> Pete, my tummy hurts. Pete, I got bubble gut. <laughs> Alright, well, I've, all right, still... <laughs> I've already got a Falcons win, and I love value, so I'm going to take the Titans. It's a freebie, you said, huh? It's the I mean, deal no, of the week. It's, it's deal of the no, week, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm very tired. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I understand. Falcons. Sleepy boy. <laughs> I saw the negative one. I was like, man, could I? Man, that was... Change your <laughs> Discord name to Sleepyhead. <laughs> like, it was pouring rain outside. I come trudging in there with one eye, like, half open, holding two Red Bulls, covered in rain, like, hey, Sleepyhead. It's like, <laughs> oh. Hey. <laughs> I've never been more humbled in my entire life, dude. It really fucked me up. <laughs> All right, uh... Parker, you want to, I'm not. I'm not taking the, the deal of the week. No, Chris, no. you're not taking him. No, 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 no. Not even with the negative one on the Falcons. Chance to get back to positive. I. Right. I don't know, man. Value. No, 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 no. I, I right. shan't be tempted. That's okay. All right. Let me just share my screen real quick because uh, recapping the results of last week, we collectively went three and eight. <laughs> Each one of us got one win. <laughs> now, granted, we had two head-to-head -head matchups, and also all three of us were all the Packers. But uh, uh fucking well, what's on? Me neither. The, the good news bad. is everybody's got a one in three shot to be able to assign the movies this week. Okay. And I'll... also, if you lose, you get to ban something. Right. Yeah. Okay. And three, right. two, one. Congrats to Parker, who is the winner of this week oh by default. <laughs> um, Chris, hey. what do you want to ban out? I want to ban Victoria. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's the right call, buddy. I promise you. Yeah. All right. I'm going to ban The Purge because I don't feel like checking back right. in Right, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Parker, go ahead and do up the assignments. No, Parker, I, I haven't watched a lot of the Immortal. Just that one episode. I I am weighing that heavily. Um, <laughs> Not heavily. No, at you all. can you Just can get yeah, you can give yourself the Immortal. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm giving myself bully beatdowns. It's 20 minutes. That's, that's a good idea, actually. Right yeah, for well, me. That's yeah, a good point. Go. Yeah. Chris, you can have the immortal. And Alex, I need you to check back in with Gold Rush for me and tell me how they're doing. Yeah. Everyone wins this week as yeah. we all collectively got one game right. <laughs> we all had like five teams each. I know. We fucking suck, dude. <laughs> that was a garbage week. Yeah. Alright. Well, now let's uh let's pick our three teams for the week, because we still haven't done that. Right. <sighs> Brother. I'm going to go ahead and take my Lions. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take my Bills, I think. Okay. Need two okay. to get out two get two to get out of the graveyard with the Bills, but that's reasonable. Yeah, uh, I was, I was thinking the same thing. I'll take my po- I need I need to get out of there. I'll take my Pooston Sextons. I'm also taking the Texans. So yeah, because that down. Yeah, right there. I'm playing Carolina. That's yeah, that's, that's just the deal. <laughs> uh, who else I got? Who else I got? And I'm gonna take my Chargers. I'm gonna take my Chargers. Let's get that in there. Uh, oh, I already threw the 49ers back. I feel like I should save them. Oh man. Also, I don't know if you want Sam Darnold against the Bengals coming off a bye. <laughs> I mean, maybe well, you do. I don't know. You do what uh, makes you happy. Uh, oh, yeah. Sam Darnold. Oh, I'm not taking Arizona. <laughs> uh, none of this right. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, yeah, none of these feel good. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. I hang What, you're not taking the Dolphins against the Pats? You know, I don't know, because I don't know if Tyreek Hill's going to play, and uh, maybe they finally found Oh, that's his... the difference in that game. And it now, now I know. I can suit up. Now I know that fucking... Max good? A, obviously, but also B, <laughs> if I can get a girl to orgasm in a bathroom and yell, go Pats, we got a shot. So I don't know yet. Uh... I don't want to take the Packers. I, I hate that minus two right there. It's staring me in the face. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at that game also, but my, my minus two is different. <laughs> I feel like we should feel like we should both see who ends up at minus three. I feel like that's the right call there. I think you're right. I'm going to take the Packers. All right. I will take right. my Vikings. Uh, we will see how that goes. I'm sure this will go fine. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, Parker, I still need... Two more teams from oh. you. Uh, yeah, I'll take Houston because I didn't realize I was at minus one somehow with them. And then, uh... oh shit, I already have the rest. I'll be boring. I'll take the Bills too because I also need one from them. All right. I didn't realize I'd pick the Rams before because I was boy. You want to <laughs> just gonna about pick that. against the Cowboys? Hey, you know what the Cowboys can't cover is crossing routes. You know, the Rams <laughs> have two receivers that are very good at running. That's true. Can't Love argue to see with the facts. The camera pan open to a receiver with ten yards of separation in the middle of the field. All right. Well, uh, Parker's going to try to turn some of these negatives into zeros, zeros. or smaller <laughs> negatives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the game of games. Except the race of negative three is going to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like you were already <laughs> negative three and you bought a negative two. <laughs> 
That's a good bit. That's a good bit, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ride or die with these Vikings because I can't think of a funnier team to stake my hopes on than a team that week to week is the worst <laughs> team in the league or somehow winning. Like, if you don't think there's a solid chance they're going to bounce back from that 49ers win by losing to Jordan Love, like, come on. We all know how this ends. Ugh. I love football. Not work safe. I don't love football. Same as the opposite. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Worst shit I've ever put my life in. Hated it. <laughs> All right. What do we want to do next week? Do we really want to do Rock of Ages? Well, I feel like my good friend was looking uh, deep into the Wahlberg uh, filmography. It's a lot in the Wahlberg category. That one with Chow Yun Fat looks real tempting because that came Ooh. out in 99. Oh, which, wait, which one was that? Hold on, let me double check it. Are you hiding from me? The Corrupter. Yo, that sound real that's one of the that's one of the demons of the Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't narrow it down. Oh, hey, Brian Cox is in this. Oh, classing it up. Uh, let's see. How long is this? Oh, 110 minutes. Great. Yeah, let's do it. I'm the director of two Fifty Shades movies. Oh, did it, I just scrolled right past the plot. I didn't fucking care. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. NYPD Lieutenant Nick Chen is head of the Asian gang unit? <laughs> yeah. All right. I, that, that's I that's Marky yeah. Mark's character, actually. <laughs> so this is just going to be like a... To get over his racism. This, this is just going to be like Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this looks wonderful. Yeah, they I love when we all get to go in blind on a movie that has Mark Wahlberg in it. <laughs> what could possibly uh, go that's wrong? A, that's a lot of Asian people. We're yeah, going to have to be is. strong, you guys. Yeah, we well. cannot do the voice. <laughs> you think we're going to have to be voice. strong? How do you think he felt? <laughs> I'm going to show him how strong I am. <laughs> oh, no! And that's the tea, sis.